quick and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Brian, Juice, Fail, Matt Stevens, Tom, Dan, Dave, Evan, Luke, everyone live in the chat right now. Thank you guys and gals for spending part of your Monday morning with me. Let's get it. It was a big Sports weekend, uh, per usual on these Monday shows, at least maybe the last Monday show that's like this. Uh, we s- circle up on the baseball. The World Series is set, if you didn't know. So that's pretty big for some people. Uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of foosball. Uh, NFL Week 7, a little bit of an ugly week. Little bit. We previewed previewed that for you guys. Um, college football had some stuff. Was there other sports? Was there anything out of the normal sports world? Is Basketball's like, oh. just starting. Basketball is back. Um, there's that, uh, an element of uh, on a national level. You don't need to know anything till Christmas, but definitely had the the tide has the seasons change. The weather changes, but I think as a sports fan, a lot of the diehard sports fans in here know that there's just a moment when you realize if the when you want to watch a game that it's going to now be a basketball game, and that was kind of that was over the weekend for me. Like, oh, if you just turned on ESPN or TNT or TBS, they're not talking about that. The rest of the way. Like, that's going to be an NBA game. Um, Maybe we'll get excited for college basketball at some point. But for now, we'll talk about the World Series and the final piece of the puzzle that was missing. Um, You know, Houston advanced over the Red Sox. Uh, They won that game 5-0. Luis Garcia dropped it um, after Framber dropped it. After he struggled twice in a row? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Framber and Luis Garcia, basically. Every pitcher. Um, It's got some rumor mill going on the Astros. We won't feed too much into that. But uh, the Braves, they had to seal the deal against the Dodgers. And not a lot of people assumed it was going to happen. I guess it's kind of one of those things like, you know, the Braves go up 3-1 and a team... In any series that's up 3-1 You believe that team is going to win the series That's, you know If you're a betting person You're going to go with the team that's up 3-1 most times Now it gets tricky when it's the same teams from last year That (laughs) Went through this And the Dodgers Let's be honest Without Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, the Dodgers were the more talented team 
But the Braves, man, they go back to Atlanta, 3-2 series, hearing all of it from the media and all that stuff. We talked to Peter Moylan, talking baseball. Man, you know, they kind of had to win the game six. And the, the atmosphere for that game was awesome. I... I tweeted it, or I don't. I didn't tweet it out. I put it in the boon, the or I did tweet it out, and I put it for the burn for Trevor Plouffe for those that watched Talking Baseball yesterday. And we're doing Talking Baseball World Series preview tomorrow. FYI, scheduling. This was really good baseball because I've said it on here before, and the best example I have is, uh. When, whenever the Williams sisters used to play, Serena and Venus, and I've said this on here before, whenever they met in a championship final, it wasn't either of their best because it was high pressure, their siblings. Like, there's a lot going on there that gets in the way of those two playing their best tennis match against each other. It's really tough. Game sevens, you often find that... There's also a lot of pressure. So you see a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys rise to the moment. A lot of guys have a tough time because you're either trying to do too much or whatever it is. This game six had game seven energy. The crowd was awesome in Atlanta. The crowd outside the stadium was awesome in Atlanta. Um, and everyone on the field felt like they were playing their best brand of baseball. Like the moment wasn't getting to anyone because the Dodgers, you know, Back up against the wall, but they're still the big bad wolf. Like, for the most part, that group's been there, done that. They've been, it's a weird combination of confidence because they've been there, done that. They think they're the more talented team. And it's almost playing with house money when you go down 3 1 in a series. It's kind of like. are at that point. Like, hey, let's just go for it. Already here. And see where we land. You know, if, if we put ourselves in a position to be special. Meanwhile, the Braves. You know, tomorrow was promised to them. So, you know, they needed and wanted to win this game, and they did, fortitude. But it was a high level of baseball. Um, A high level of baseball that peaked with Eddie Rosario and his three-run homer. Um, Awesome, the crowd reaction and everything to that. that. Yeah, man, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people, you know, in a 4-2 to two game where three of those four runs were scored on one swing, it was just competitive throughout. There was good at bats, um, strong performances, Matzik, uh, as impressive as a, as a reliever can be uh, on the baseball field. And same for, same for the Dodgers bullpen. Um, I mean, Bruce Starr was nasty. Vessia is the only one that didn't have it. The three walks and that almost, you know, Dave Roberts was asked if he should have gone to Vessia for Eddie Rosario because um, that's kind of his lefty guy. And then when Vessia has a bad day later in the game, it's kind of like, well, we I don't, don't know. Need to ask. I don't know. Uh, I guess in hindsight, if you're the Dodgers and you see that Trinan only pitched .1, four pitches, um. That yeah, if if this is your last game and you know how the game path would have played out, you might have deployed your pen a little differently. And it's it's that's so easy. I mean, Walker Bueller was pretty nasty. Um, 
on short rests. And dude, if if Eddie Rosario didn't swing at that last pitch, we would have said it was nasty. It was a cutter on the corner of the plate. The problem is he threw two in the same spot. Eddie was ready for it. Eddie likes to swing. He's swinging a hot bat, and that kind of ended it. So, um, good for the Braves, man. Uh, Freddie Freeman's reaction's pretty cool. Freddie's, uh, you know, Freddie's everything that's good and everything that's a little ah about baseball, like the high pants, and <laughs> it's it's not it's not super sexy all the time. But that reaction's so pure, and it's it's who Freddie Freeman is. That was cool. Um, Dansby with the nice play to end it So the Braves are going to the World Series I know we're excited about the World Series And it's kind of the Braves are now America's team Against the Houston Astros um, Man the Dodger side of this is pretty wild And I haven't seen a lot of people have the conversation yet But you know They traded big time prospects for Scherzer and Trey Turner like I mean, big time prospect. Trey's locked in for next year. Trey'll be back. And I think is that his last year? Then he hits free. Not agency. that they won't necessarily resign him. I think you know I think you make that trade with the plan. Hoping to. to, the, to and Scherzer could be back switch. too next year. Um, but you know, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. I mean if you, you never know how free agency's gonna go. I, right. Vibes wise you I'd be really surprised if he's not. All back the rumors now. around it seem very he, much like he picked the spot. Yeah, and then not that not that it's on him, but I'm sure he feels a level of responsibility. Like I like had to be scratched Ooh. from Game Six. Yeah, I like, kind of owe it to them for who he get, is, like a real player. Because they were saying him. on the broadcast he was going to go seven. Yeah, which is one of those whoa kind of sure, sure like Scherzer's a freak. He's thinking that way. Yeah. He shouldn't feel guilty or anything. Yeah, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, Corey Seager's hitting free agency They traded for Turner, who's seemingly the guy that replaces him Um, Chris Taylor could be gone next year, like, I don't know I don't know, it's gonna be, the Dodgers are gonna be uber talented next year It'll be crazy to see what the Giants are next year It's gonna be crazy to see what the Padres are next year Um, but man, this Dodgers team, like, I know Plaschke was getting super dragged and kind of fine Bad tweet Have some fun yeah. with it Peter Moylan sure See, was <laughs> I think everybody's Everybody's <laughs> playing it right Yeah um, I said it a ton This Dodgers team man They're gonna look back on paper And be like How the hell did they not win And hey I, I think a big part of it Max Muncy Justin Turner Those guys are dudes Muncy being out for the whole playoffs Like really hurt them A lot of ripples Really hurt them Um, We'll have all offseason to talk about them The Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series Um, And I think it's I think it's funny That Here we are Braves-Houston Everyone's calling the Braves America's team Because of Houston and the cheating scandal Blah 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 Um the Braves, and this is kind of heavy, deep cut baseball, and I don't, I don't want people to get too lost in it. The Braves are also an interesting case. I mean, a, they're one of the most talented organizations in baseball. Trevor Plouffe, kudos to our guy, had them in the World Series to start the year, and that wasn't a crazy pick. Like the Atlanta Braves are super talented. The quote that I always reference on talking baseball was, um. 
I think it was either passing or his buster only. They said, you know, if the next, I think in the next eight years, if the Braves don't have multiple championships, it would be a failure. Like, that's how talented the Braves organization is. You know, we we know the guys on top. We know Freddie Freeman. We know Ronald Acuna Jr., who's not there. Um, Ozzy Albies. Um, now what Austin Riley has become. He, he was a part of that formula. Marcelo Zuna, before the season, was a part of that formula. Max Reed, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Charlie Morton. Um, you know, you know uh, they have other, the thing is they have other guys on the way. Pache, Drew Waiters, Langeliers. Um, like their farm was packed. The Braves were already winning division titles and they had a farm system. Farm system they can still cash in on. Like when we kept like when we kept hearing about the Padres are gonna be good because they have a stacked farm system. The Braves had that while already having a good team. So the Braves are really built for it. The thing that sucks and is a little scary, and I know people don't want to hear this because they just want to hear down with down with the cheating Astros. Man, if the Braves win it without Acuna Jr., that's going to suck. Because um, he is legitimately a top five player in the game. Yeah, cer- I mean, certainly if we're going just position If you're players, doing just position players, he's, just he's to make it easier. He's in that group of the most talented guys. Like, top ten, there's kind of... And the of, results back it up. Top ten, there's, like, no argument. Didn't he, like, still lead them in war this year, and he went out and... They were a good team, and he went out in the middle of the year? Yeah, I mean, he was... Halfway through. Yeah, he played 82 games this year. Um, let's see, uh, Austin Riley... Had a better offensive war than him. He was number two. Yeah. It's a counting stat. He was number two. Yeah. Um, so, front offices, and we very much know that people think this way, that in front offices, they think make the playoffs and hope for the best. That's whether you're... From there, baseball happens and whatever. That's whether you're, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals from this year. That's whether you're the Red Sox from this year, the Braves, or the Mighty Dodgers. White Sox. Think of all the different teams that make the playoffs this year and how they got there. This is an interesting case because... So what do we like from the Braves? They have some good traditional starting pitching. Max Reed, Ion Anderson, Charlie Morton. Baseball needs to find a way to get back to that. We're we're trying to yeah. figure that out. Um, and, you know, Mike Soroka is one of the best young pitchers in baseball, and he's out this year. Yeah. Um, which, for starting pitching, that makes a little more sense. You're going to lose pitching every year. Pretty much every That's year. Part of the some formula. guy you were counting on that you're going to lose. But. That's part of the formula. Um, and I get it. Like, baseball in small sample size, there is a crapshoot effect to it. But we want to encourage teams to get the best talent. You know, if you're, we'll use the the Brewers for example. The Brewers have some good young pitching. They have Yelich. They've got a young core of guys. Mm. The Brewers are pretty confident that they're going to make the playoffs next year. So, we should want the Brewers to go out and make big a big splash in free agency. We should want them to pair up a big righty bat with Yelly, so that when we talk about the Brewers, we're like, "Watch out! 
you'll get like two more middle of the order bats and you're what you're the, scared. What the Brewers are more likely to do is do three to four smaller moves. That try to get like five guys boost their can, team. Yeah. And then they'll get into the playoff dance and hope it goes a little better. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, if if you're the Brewers, you're saying if we if we won more game against these Braves, we were going back home game five, Corbin Burns in Milwaukee. Could we be talking about a Brewers title? If you ran the simulation a hundred times, you know, the Brewers probably could have got to the World Series five, ten of them, somewhere in there. They're like, a good team. At least. So... Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting conversation. There's not a right or wrong answer, and I don't want to dissuade anyone from rooting uh, for the Braves, obviously. But, and the things we do like. I mentioned the traditional starting pitcher. They went out and they made moves. Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler. Those are guys that each have big seasons under their belt. I mean, big boy seasons. Jock's got a few really big seasons. Hell, Adam Duvall, man. Eddie Rosario is more steady and has just done it every year. Jorge Soler has like a 45 homer season in the bag. Yeah, I think even more. Something like something nuts, like close to 50. So these guys are talented pros, and it's going to be interesting to see. MLB. 48 and 19. 48. MLB is kind of a copycat sport. It really is. Um,. So if this Braves team becomes the next example, interested to see how it plays out. And the Acuna Jr. thing, I I know I'm kind of coming in hotter on that than most people because I do think what we're seeing, and we'll see if this becomes more of the storyline, I don't know if this is the end of the Astros, but it seems like this is Correa's last year from everything we've heard. It, just, it feels like there's so many teams that are going to be in on it. There's a lot of other teams that are going to be on the Korea, Korea, Korea. A lot of other teams that are going to be in on Korea with big money that it seems from Houston's negotiations they're not in. We'll see if that changes. It could. Like if Korea resigns with Houston, I don't think anyone gasps. But we're definitely getting to a point with Houston that if Korea's not there, you're kind of looking around and. It's what like just Bregman, Bregman Altuve, Altuve, as far as the guys who have been there for this whole Yuli Gurriel, who's going to be thirty eight next year. Yeah, um, you know, it's just a, it's just a different team. So it it kind of feels like this could be the start of something special for the Braves, which I do think down the road will include Acuna Junior. Um, and hopefully Mike Soroka and some of these guys, um. Kudos to the Braves. Uh, the Snicker stuff is as cool as it gets. 45 years in the Braves organization, something crazy like that. Um, I typed out and deleted a tweet that I'll tell you guys, the Bakers. I said, if you're reading this tweet, um, that that means Brian Snicker has worked for the Braves longer than you've been alive. And hmm. I want to put an asterisk, don't read this, Chris Rose. I felt mean. <laughs> I felt mean. I deleted it. And Chris Rose will be here. Uh, I think he lands late tonight, but he'll yeah, be he'll here. He'll be in New York City tonight. He'll be in the office tomorrow and Wednesday streaming the games with us. That's a lot of fun. We'll be doing some bonus content with him always. Um, and, man, 
It it sets up for a fun series. It looks like, and BBD, I don't know if you've got any better sources on this. It looks like it's Framber Morton game one. Um, and then it says it's Luis Garcia Max Freed game two. Um, so that's fun. It's gonna be the first two games are in Houston. Framber coming off his awesome start. Luis Garcia coming off his awesome start. Uh, Charlie Morton gets some extra rest, which it looked like he kind of needed. Uh, and Max Freed will get a shot at kind of redemption after his uh, he was having a good playoffs, and then you know he had kind of a tough start in LA. It looked like he was rushing his stuff. Some of the the internet videos were were pretty good on that. I'm excited to see uh, the other storylines are obviously which bullpen holds up the Braves. I mean, Matzik has been used literally every game. Yeah. Gets a couple days <laughs> off here. And he, he looked incredible. <laughs> he looked as good as a reliever's looked. <laughs> so that's something. Um, in, th- in theory, the Braves now will be able to use, at least get a little more as far as just innings out of their starting pitching with no uh, no lack of DH. Yeah. Yeah, There's, there that's, are a couple um, of times that they took guys that are. I mean, teams are quick to pull the plug anyway. Yeah, so going from three to four innings. But no, I mean, it, that adds up. and that's that's where some of the NL people get lost because I I tweeted out like, damn, I hate seeing Ian Anderson coming out of this game. You know, I, Ian Anderson's a 23 year old stud starting pitcher, like not a joke. Like just because you don't know his name, like some of the other guys, he's pitching playoff games, big playoff games. He's been really good in them. He's been good in the regular season. He's nasty. Uh, and he comes out in the fourth inning, which I get it. The rally happened that basically won the Braves yeah. the game. Once you're in that position, yes, that that is the right call but by the Braves. NL people, here's the part that's cool. Adrianza could have been your DH, and then Ian Anderson could have come out and pitched the next inning. That would have been cool. Um, so I'm I'm not going to get into that. Um Jordan Alvarez is going nut job. Eddie Rosario is going nut job. We'll see who continues that. Um, I saw some of the nerds that were like, you know, people are they're talking about Eddie Rosario how he's going to have a bad World Series, and it's like, yeah, he can, but like, I mean, like, let's not do it. Let's not do it nerdy. Just because you're hot doesn't mean you're going to get cold. Like Eddie Rosario could also have a really good World Series. Stay hot one more week. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, been a, been a good player for a while. I don't know. I I'm interested to see. I would guess, if I had to guess, this this series starts off kind of a not even a take, but the pitching continues to do its thing. Framber and Luis Garcia look good. I'd say Morton and Freed bring it. Bullpens rested, and then in those middle three games in Atlanta. I think we get some loud baseball Because It also It's currently listed Urquidy versus Ion Anderson And then our guy Odo And it has Jesse Chavez as the opener, the opener. starter They're going to do a bullpen day So uh, I don't know It's going to be fun Obviously people are going to end up Rooting for the Braves And uh, we'll see what it looks like man I, I don't know I mean Houston is is the favorites? Do we have the DraftKings number on that? I can find them. I mean, they do have home field. And I mean, they were the better regular season team. I think they have more talent. Yeah, 
that they are better. So are the Dodgers, of course, based right. on what happens. Right, right, right. Um, Houston, pretty big favorites in, in game one with Framba. Um, let's see. Listed run lines, money line total, player props, playoff series props. Um, it's listed as World Series, not MLB. I did. I was struggling with. So it's not. Astros minus 155, Braves plus 130. Um, so, I don't know. Interested to see. Interested to see. Hopefully it's a good brand of baseball. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but... Um, you know, I, there's Houston people and Red Sox people that can mad at us whenever we want, but the, the end result of the Red Sox Astros series wasn't a great one. There is one good game and that ended in a nine to two final. So, um, let's see how it plays out. If the Braves do win, man, get ready for the start of like they're going to be in the mix, man. They've got like money to play with too, like and we did this the other day, the Braves are just an underrated franchise, man. I would tell Jolly Olive to do a thing on it, but he's actually pretty sad about the Braves cuz he's a Mets fan. That's his whole thing. He Jolly Olive like didn't give me a smile this morning. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, like, uh, He's rooting for the World Series to be over, like big time, and I'm not there. Yeah, um, and it's where we were for the ALCS. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, so there's a lot of people in Houston that don't don't love us. Uh, honestly, I think it's a lot that do too. There's a lot that like us. I know Q Hubner in the chat, our guy. Um, and a lot of people that send tweets like, you can like the what Astros, baseball, and John Boy. Um, but, you know, that's a whole conversation, and there's a lot of a lot of idiots out there as well. Um, if Houston wins, like, Twitter and our timelines and stuff are going to suck, but, like, it's also pretty... Badass redemption story, yeah. led by Dusty Baker, one of the most likable guys in the game. There are obviously there's all the the history stuff and a bunch of that like core group still is the same, but there are a lot of likable things about like, the Astros. I like team. I like Jordan Alvarez. I think he's one of the best young players in baseball. I like like Michael Brantley is kind of a cool. He's been a, a dude for a thirty four years old, like a a really good hitter. I can root for that guy. Um, Kyle Tucker's a young stud too Yeah I'm Alex Bregman's hype man It's a good point by Eric in the chat So I don't know I mean I'm, I'm not gonna do like oh, X no. factors Or anything like that um, I mean if I had to If I had to go Today On it I'd probably say Astros in 7 Not confidently um, that would be in Houston, Game Seven in Houston again after their Nats, the Nats debacle from 2019. Howie Kendrick, that was cool, huh? That was really cool. I don't know. I don't know. 
We'll uh we'll be watching it together. Talking baseball tomorrow, World Series preview. We'll, you know, deep dive, talk more of the matchups, things we like, things we want to see. Uh I guess leaving the leaving the comments what you got. Um who's gonna win the series, MVP, all that stuff. Fun. Mm. Normal dog Braves in twenty seven, like that. Hmm. Um it's a risky take. It's a risky take, but someone has Excited to do to it. see Jorge Soler like play full games again. Yeah, he was, and that's he was like a dude for them down the stretch. It's another DS. It's another part I like is that um the Braves are a team that do have a DH kind of. They've got a spot for it. Um the four outfielders that deserve to play. Yeah, like that's the conversation has been they have one bench piece now. Um, that bench piece will go DH. Probably play the full game. Um, Particularly with Framber starting, so there's an easy get him a full DH day. Yeah, yeah. And they, Adrianza, his numbers are okay. Uh, they really like him as a pinch hitter. I think he's fast too. So he's a nice plug and play late, plays a everywhere. A hero. Uh, Chris Rose, John Boy, myself, BBD, live streaming. Tomorrow and Wednesday night, talking baseball preview tomorrow, um, and then we're going to be in it. Um, we'll see who does this. That's the baseball BBD. Let's jump over to the American football. Is there any other sports? I guess Formula One had their thing in Austin this weekend. Ian Happ was down there. Mm. Courage Dunlap. A lot of people are into that now. Yeah, I had a couple friends that. Down there, just people I know from high school and stuff. It's a good combination. I, I, mean, I didn't know it was a thing. Formula One's getting more niche and cooler, um, because of like the Netflix documentary or whatever it is, oh, yeah. and more people are getting into it. Um, and Austin being cool, like that's just a cool combo. That like you combine those two, yeah. Um, we'll talk football because I don't. I don't have, I have nothing to say that. beyond that. Yeah. Drive to Survive, Hugh Hubner. Um, attendance in Austin was 400,000 people. So, yeah, man. That's insane. That's so many people. Think about that. Like, the biggest college football game you've ever seen is like 100,000. Hmm. It's times four. four. That's, that's like too many people. Anyways. Know? Anyways, uh, we'll run you through the football this weekend. Uh, like we said, there's a lot of buys this week. A lot of good and fun teams were on buys. Uh, it started Thursday night with my Broncos. They lost 17-14 to to the Browns. Ugly. Uh, Case Keenum for Cleveland. Um, DeErnest Johnson, big fantasy guy uh, this week with Chubb. And uh, Hunt out. He got all of the action. Twenty-two carries, buck forty-six. This game finished seven to fourteen. Um, I have the screenshot. Um, Four hundred thousand was counting all weekend. Says Matthew Sylvia. Okay, so I don't know. There is people around. Still, there is people there. Um, was that th- three days of stuff visiting? I don't know. Um, Browns go to four and three. Broncos go to three and four. And this is. Uh, I'm kind of mad that. Teddy Bridgewater won me over. I got I got tricked. Um, I told myself not to. I told myself I not to believe. And here we are. We're three and four. 
Um, and it's just bleh. And it's like, you know, I could watch a Broncos. Like I said, if this was Justin Fields and the Broncos were two and five, like I'd be like, all right, let's see what he's got. It's something to fully invest in. Now I'm just chasing five hundred with with Bridgewater and the gang. Um, they've lost four in a row. I mean, they play Washington at home next week. That's winnable. Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're gonna win one or two, and then they're gonna lose two or three, and like. That's they're not one of the worst teams, not one of the best ones. Um, a lot of that. I I have the receipts, as the kids like to say. My uh, my gambling friends were talking about this game, and I said, "This is you can pretty much pencil it in that Browns will win sixteen thirteen. They won seventeen fourteen, so I was all around it. Um, which brings us to the Sunday slate." Go Pack Go! The Green Bay Packers are six and one. They lose on. Sports are so dumb, man. Sports are so dumb. Um, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers this off season. Everyone's freaking out. Does he really want to be the Jeopardy host? Is he done? They lose week one. Here they are, six and one. They look like one of the class teams in football. Uh, twenty-four to ten over the Washington football team. Nobody really cares, but um, the Packers are in it. Rodgers is in it again. He's different. Um, and my Broncos will go out and try to get him this off season, and they'll succeed, and it'll be cool for two years, or they'll fail, and they're back at square one. Titans rolled up on the Chiefs, twenty-seven to three. I've been here a couple times now Saying I'm not worried about the Chiefs And I don't think you guys are worried about the Chiefs I think people are worried about the Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> They're 3-4 and four. Uh, The Mahomes magic just doesn't seem there He got beat up in this game He got taken out of this game Like no points in the first half Against the Tennessee Titans Who lost to the Jets this year This month I mean I know that's the NFL But Holy crap, man uh, that's, that's as bad as it gets And the Titans, they don't, are a good team but in, in, in full picture But their defense has not been that kind of defense Just like something's year. up Like something's up We're, you know, that Yankee story leaks out over the weekend About Cole and Gardy Which I do think we've got a Talking Yanks episode coming up this week So get ready for that, but you know, we, we kind of thought the Yankees locker room this year was weird And then you hear the Gardy Cole story Gardy was trying to have fun with the pine tar situation Cole blew up on him Took a day to settle down and apologize Like, yeah, that felt like the Yankees locker None of us were surprised by that story No uh, You wonder if, if there's something going on with the Chiefs Or, you know, if it's just football's a tough sport And you go to the Go to the Super Bowl and your team's beat up runs. And you start paying other guys So you can't pay other guys And I don't know I mean it's It's kind of shocking talent, but... um, Everyone here knows I'm a Rosillo guy um, He had a really interesting open on his pod The other day that he was talking about People who are the best at their sport And how there's normally You know You can normally go around the leagues and be like Bang 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 
basketball is kind of in a tough spot right now. It's like LeBron's old. KD was hurt. Last year or so is the first time it's not been a clear-cut LeBron. Giannis. People love Luka. Like, basketball's... All those conversations come from a different area. Baseball, it's been Trout, but now Otani's his teammate, and (laughs) there's kind of a massive conversation there. And the team's... Not, still not good even with him but. Trout's still all-time good when he's on the field He's been hurt a little bit And some of these yeah. young up-and-comers Like there's a Soto conversation There's things yeah. like that there's an, Judge and Sand have both played more games than Trout In the last four years is that what the So is? I mean If you say who's the best baseball player The answer's Mike Trout It's Shohei I don't know Yeah it's a conversation. Dep- and it depends what your definition of best is. It's a conversation. Um, you know, in football, it was easy. It was like Mahomes. He's kind of head and shoulders over everyone. Um, as as just ability, yep. Yeah, just like, you know, it is a quarterback-driven league, and he is cl- was clearly the best. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, Brady's been just doing it this whole time. Right. But, like, but br- like Brady's... Mahomes doing is, like what he's like literally physically doing. Yeah, yeah. At the age he is, the best. Brady's team is gross. Like, like it got it continues to get overlooked. I know he was out this week, but Antonio Brown is his third wide receiver and was the best wide receiver in the league a year or two for ago. a while. Like <laughs> yeah. for several for he had a several yeah. year run of being the best guy. Um, and like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are also gross. Gronk and O.J. Howard, like Leonard Fournette was a top. It's like the whole reason he left New England because they weren't, like, getting him gross skill position players around him. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to think, like, Mahomes was kind of the guy. He was kind of the 1-1 of, like, dominant athletes at their sport. And now... I don't know. I have no. I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if there's injuries. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's the talent got depleted. Everyone was pointing at the defense, but also the offense. It's football. I'm sure guys are banged up. All that, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out in Kansas City. And I think I'll say this on the other side of it: if you're someone that thinks you know, and you're not like a deep cut Bill Barnwell football expert. Um, I I think you're lying. Should we call Bobby? We haven't called Bobby in a little bit. Just get Soon. his instant Chiefs take. Um, Titans win twenty seven to three. Good for them. Um, Titans are back on track. AJ Brown with a big game. Um, they are five and two. They're back in the conversation for being the class of the AFC. And a reminder: they lost to the Jets. Um, that's the NFL. Falcons beat the Dolphins. They had a big lead. They kind of blew it. I'm mad at them. Um, just because the league I care about, I was playing Tua, and he had a huge fantasy day for, like, no reason. Yeah, he he played his best game. Yeah, I mean, four-touchdown game for Tua, like, good for him, good for the Dolphins. They're one and six. Um, uh, Falcons, by the way, are three and three. And, like, Matt Ryan has been playing better. Um... Kyle Pitts had a monster day. Monster day. Uh, The rookie rookie tight end. As a tight end, seven catches over 23 yards per catch. He's a beast. On that volume. Um, 
So I don't know. Are are the Falcons? This is going to be a long seventeen seventeen game season. Um, do they end up in a playoff spot somewhere? I haven't really done the turkey math on that yet. At Dolphins, least on the offensive side, they're interesting enough that that I. It's like watchable conversation. Watchable. Calvin Ridley, Pitts. Um, Dolphins. I don't know if they're watchable. One and six. The Tua stuff's getting really interesting. BBD broke the rumors last episode. Nothing's broken there yet. Yeah, it seems. And it seems like it's not. The tweet this morning was they're gonna trade him by the deadline, which I think is this this week, next week. And yeah. now the Panthers are like in. Get to them. Yeah, it's that's it's gonna be. Yesterday. That's another thing that nobody knows how it's gonna play out because nobody knows what's up with Deshaun Watson. Um, that the NFL doesn't know. The Texans don't know. The teams trying to trade with the Texans don't know. So that that's just its own mess right now. Good for the Falcons for kind of salvaging, looking like they're salvaging their series. Let's let's get some Falcon schedules talk. This is what the people want. Panthers at home. We'll talk about BBD and Bobby's Panthers in a minute. At the Saints, at the Cowboys, home versus the Patriots, at the Jaguars. So one, two, three, four, five. There you go. Th- Three and two in that span, and we're talking about the six and five Falcons. I mean, Jaguars, Panthers, Pats, those are winnable games. So is the Saints, kind of. Cowboys a little tougher, but um, okay. Maybe we'll start drinking some Falcons Kool-Aid. How about that? Jets, Patriots. Here's a scoreboard for you. Those Jets I was just talking about. Patriots 54, Jets 13. I don't know, man. I mean, I I think last show I talked about how the Patriots' skill people kind of stink. I guess Damian Harris is is good, can be good, young running nice back. Player. <clears throat> um, Snack Jones, two touchdowns, no picks, twenty four for thirty six. Uh, Zach Wilson <clears throat> got hurt in this game. Mike White was slinging it around for the Jets. Wilson's out two to four. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven players had catches for the Patriots. That's like the Belichick dream. Um of those eleven, I think. One, two, three, eleven minus eight of them had two or more catches. So hey, they were clicking. I don't know if it's the Jets. I don't know if this Patriots team is getting better. Um Man, the Patriots had a couple close ones. They lost opening week to the Dolphins, which that's oh, weird. So much there's, worse now. There's a couple opening week ones that are are tough in hindsight. That one's that one's up there. Remember they lost that Bucks game on the field goal that just missed. Um they lost that crazy game to the Cowboys, the back and forth down the stretch. Nice. They could have won that game. I don't know. Um I know I drank some of the Patriots Kool-Aid before the season. They've got a tough one at Chargers, then their Panthers, Browns, Falcons. They're still in the mix. We'll see if Mac Jones um, continues to get better. He's had a couple nice outings. He's had a couple meh. If they can win that Chargers game and that Panthers game, they then, yeah, it's kind of a tough stretch at Falcons who, who might be good. I mean, any of those next three teams might be good. Yeah, yeah, Titans I mean, just rolled up on the cheese at Bills at Colts. I know they're the Jets, but the fifty-four spot. We'll see. We'll see if that means anything. 
I we'll find out very quickly if that meant something or meant nothing. Um, I want to take too much stock in it. Um, we'll we'll keep an eye on the Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, um, yeah. BBD, your G-men beat your Panthers. Giants win twenty five to three. They get a safety. Daniel Jones has the catch. That was cool. Um, that's fun. Um, the Giants were without Shepard, Galladay, Saquon. Who else am I missing? Tony, the first round. Darius Tony. Um, well, so those guys went out and they started using him. He's been gross. Yeah, they lose him last week. Daniel, it's Daniel Jones, Devontae Booker, former Broncos legend. Uh, Elijah Penny gets nine carries. Evan Ingram, Dante Pettis, who is getting some love because his pops is the third base coach for the Astros. Mm, I think he was. He hasn't been the third base coach right, right, the last right. like, two years. Right, the, the the COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah, COVID yeah. Stuff. He has his um, kind of cancer, but I think so, he's in remission and all that. He's been with the Astros this year. But not as the third base coach. I don't know. So hey, good for the G men. They win a game. They're two and five. Happy for talking Giants. Uh they they deserve to win. Uh BBD and uh Bobby's Panthers that they both took a flyer on. Man, oh man. They had that Eagles game kind of won at home and then they blew it at the end. That would have made them four and one. Coming back. Last week they had to come back. That then they lose in overtime. Vikings That's a game they'd like back. So yeah, I mean this Panthers team, um, they kind of have a big game with the Falcons next week. That's kind of a uh, whoever whichever wins, of these teams wins f- feels like they can be interesting down the stretch. Whoever loses that game, your season's kind of shot in the foot. You yeah, really got to turn run. it around. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Panthers got to be kicking themselves a little bit because they. Uh, Couple games there they blew. Not this one though. The Giants kind of won this one. Twenty-five-three. Good for their defense. Yeah, the best best game the defense has played. Man, give it three points. That's a good sign. Good for the defense. Good for Daniel Jones. Good for Joe Judge. Um, we could very easily, if the Giants lost this game to twenty-five to three, I don't think anyone would have been shocked. Yeah. Um. So Panthers, they need. They can. If they can be 500 when McCaffrey's back in two more weeks, I think is when he's That's where they're back. at. That's where they're at. They're just waiting for McCaffrey and hoping they're still in it. And like you said, they're hoping to be in the QB mix. However, this Watson stuff goes down. We'll see. Um, Sam Darnold got benched in this game. P.J. Walker comes out for a three for 14. Yep. So um, I think Darnold will be back next week. Yeah. Uh, hey, good for the Giants. Go, <clears throat> take out, go check out. Talking Giants um, They love their victory episodes <laughs> Yeah, Few and far between Kind of the big story From this NFL Week 7 The Cincinnati Bengals Roll in to Baltimore And they beat the Ravens 41-17 to A dominant win uh, Joe Burrow 400 yards Jamar Chase 200 yards Receiving 41-17 in Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson got sacked five times. I think that was the most he's ever been sacked. Um, man, the Bengals are starting to prove they're pretty real. I think they're still 
we kind of talked about them. They were kind of the party trick Bengals. They're fun. They got some offense. They got some weapons. They have now, like, the Bengals have entered the chat. It's it's real. Um, good for them, man. Uh, Joe Burrow, if there's a conversation to buy a lot of Joe Burrow stock, especially now with what's happening at LSU, you know, I think LSU got rolled on again this weekend. Mm-hmm. Orgeron's out. I mean, it's kind of funny, and it's the whole Brady-Belichick thing where people want to see who they can give credit to or who they can take credit away from. Burrow, man, right now, he's got a pretty cool conversation about LSU. He's got a pretty cool conversation about the Cincinnati Bengals. Good for Joe Burrow, man, Uh, and Jamar Chase is doing insane things. Um Cincinnati Bengals are real. Like they are they are now conversation worthy. Uh, especially with the Chiefs hurting. Like who are let me get some NFL standings real quick. The Bucks The Bucks and the Bills are probably the two that'd be the favorites. Those are probably right your top two teams. There's a conversation for the Titans. Yeah, the Packers have played well to be in that mix. But the Packers talking, probably deserve it with Rodgers. That's probably with your... having Rodgers, they are 6-1. and one. They've got some very good receivers. And the Cardinals. Cardinals. The Cardinals are 7-0. and oh. So, nasty. there's some class teams. The Cowboys, okay, okay. So, let's... I was going to say the Bengals have entered Super Bowl talk. They're probably a step below that right now. But, like... They're at a point where they... You, you you want to get them into the playoffs and people, see what happens. If the Cardinals weren't undefeated, people would be saying that about them. Like just unproven. If they if they were just yeah, they were six and one instead of seven and zero. Oh. It's just unproven. Um, but good for the Bengals that they're doing that. Because if the Bengals were two and five, would any of us be shocked right now? No, they're five and two. Yeah, they could have been two and five, three and three, and we wouldn't be saying they're having flinch. a specifically bad year. Wouldn't it flinch, Paul? Um. Good for the Bengals. My Raiders. Um, oh, where I was supposed to give you and Bobby crap for the Panthers crapping the bed, um, which is tough. We talked about how many close games there are. And this is where football's a crapshoot, people, and this is all we try to say on the football preview. I'm kind of stepping in pig shit with the Raiders right now. They're 5-2. and two, um, And with what the Raiders are, or excuse me, with what the Chiefs are doing right now, um... The Raiders are kind of sitting pretty. They are five and two. The Chargers are four and two. They played tonight, or they had the bye. Um, I think they had the bye. Raiders are five and two. And again, where sports and predicting things is so dumb. Like, if you told me the Raiders are five and two before the season, I probably would have said, like, "Wow, Gruden's coaching them up. He's gone. He's gone. He's not a part of the team." <laughs> so that's where. Predicting sports and stuff can be pretty brutal unless you're Trevor Plouffe. Perfect. In every way. Um, well, Bengals Ravens note, we've been a, a Lamar Jackson supporter pod. I believe this is his first October loss. Oh, wow. I like I that. That was, the, that was the tweet going like around. a good fun fact. Um, in Baltimore. Um, Raiders are 5-2. and two. They win at home against the Eagles. The Eagles are bad, man. Um, I don't know how else to say it. Like, 
Yeah. Jalen Hurts. They lose by 11 with a 15 to 3 fourth quarter. Right. Like, and there's a lot of Eagles games this year where their fourth quarters have good. So that, that can either be you could give compliments to Hurts or Sirianni or however you want to do it. Because, yeah. like, like I said, giving up and... with that Panthers game, they do end up winning that game and coming back and doing it. So you have to give them credit for that. But, like, it's helped them. These which 15, I think both wins they had. These fifteen points in the in the fourth quarter are kind of nothing to make it look like a close game. Thirty three twenty two. Make it look like it w- had a chance. I think for fantasy stuff, Jalen Hurts has been awesome. Oh, he's but, awesome. Every year, there's a rookie QB who gets one passing touchdown a game and enough rushing yards, and they're a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I was doing. We did, we had no baseball yesterday, obviously, mm. so I was. Kind of deep in my in the fantasy world mm. for first week. I've like fully like I sucked right. in and I Checking was like eye in red zone. Want to blow out? I like that. Whoops! <laughs> Helped the guy I was playing started Sam Darnold this week. Mm. Three points. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Um, Rams Lions. This was Trevor Plouffe's lock. We were telling people with DraftKings to go get your free money here. Scary for a little bit. Lions aggressive fake punt. I believe. Um, they scored on a nice screen pass early. This is Goff God returning to L.A. If yeah, you like a good screen pass, which everyone does, go check out the DeAndre Swift screen pass from this game. Full blitz, so everyone's going this way. Boop, boop, gone. And they broke out. They opened that game, 67-yard screen pass touchdown, onside kick recover, fake punt. Yeah. I think got another field goal on that, or maybe they didn't. I don't remember, but just they broke out. Everything they do another fake punt later yeah. in the game, which hey, Just trying anything get a win. Respected and loved the hell out of it. I mean, part of me wishes they didn't do it against the Rams because the Rams are such a better team. Like I love them busting out those tricks because what do you have to lose? You're zero six going into this game, but also like maybe use that against the Vikings and you pull out a win. Yeah. Like against the Rams Pull they, those out in the second half where there's not time they, to recover They did all of this, they had a lead And the Rams come back Stafford, 334, three touchdowns Cooper Cup, 10, 156, two touchdowns He's going nuts Cooper Cup is like my biggest fantasy regret this year I think I took Galladay over him Ooh, And I was just like, oh that's no That's tough I, yeah Oof. I like, uh, Kyle Pitts like snaked from me when I was eyeing in both drafts, I did. I think mm. I like to design him one, like one or two picks before me, which isn't the same thing. But damn, like I was thinking about him. Right. Um, Rams end up coming back, winning that game at home. They're six and one. I I believe Lions af- after that first drive, they score, they pull off the onside kick to get the ball back again. That was their first offensive drive of the year with a lead. Mm. Was the like red zone was talking mm. about it. That's yeah. tough, man. Man. Yeah, man, I um, BBD, we might have to do like a when's mid season? They play seventeen weeks now, eighteen, 18 weeks would so so be week, week nine. Because man, I thought it was going to be easy to list some of the class teams in the NFL, but like, what do you do with the Rams right now? They're six and one. Stafford looks nasty. The defense is nasty. Everyone loves McVay. What do you do with that team? Like in the Here NFC, you should like everything about you've it. You've got the Cardinals, who are seven and zero and in their division. If the Rams hosted the Cardinals tomorrow in LA, I think they'd be favorites. Um, 
Packers are six and one. Bucks are six and one. So like those are real teams. Those are very to real get teams. The separation there, at least at the top end. Cowboys. About I mean, every year it's the same story. They're talented. And I mean, see what happens, Cowboys, Cardinals, good. Rams, Packers, Bucks in the NFC. Those are five real ones. Like the. I was going to say the least real of those five because of quarterbacks and coaches are like the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Who the Cardinals are undefeated and 7 and 0. Oh. <clears throat> if they were a team not named so the Cardinals, tools. I think they'd probably be getting more respect. And the Cowboys just kind of because of their recent history, you don't fully respect them as 5 and 1, but yeah. they're <laughs> and electric everyone, and everyone knows that the rest of that division is such garbage right. that's included them in the past. But. Those are very real teams. The AFC is kind of a mess. Titans have their own flaws. Mm. But they've been a good team but, for a couple years. Right, right. But they're good. But, like, compared to those other teams, I think I'd take almost all of them over the Titans. Uh, nobody preseason was calling Titans Super Bowl if you didn't have, like, an, an emotional attachment, I don't think. Ravens Ravens and Bengals, I mean, Bengals are fun and upstarty, but I, I don't, Nobody you can't believe them. in them. The Ravens, I think some people would believe in. Ravens are good, they just got busted up by the Bengals at home. So there's that whole conversation. The Raiders are 5-2, and two. nobody likes them. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are in a funk. The Chargers are good, but they're they've got a couple losses that people are unsure about. And the Bills are four and two. People really like them, but they just lost to the Titans in Tennessee. Um Bills, by the way, go buy a little bit of Bills stock. Um they had their bye week and they have Dolphins, Jaguars, Jets, Colts, Saints if you want them. So don't don't There's be surprised. No, we're if the not going to be surprised at all if we see them at nine and two very yeah, soon. Yeah, the and they can be good teams. It's too, a good time but. to buy some Bill stock, uh, is what I'd say. Um, although a lot of it's already been purchased, I was late on the Bill stock already. Um, but I think you know their their odds to win the NFC East are probably minus one eighty or something. BBD will mm. get you an actual number. I think in four weeks it's going to be. It's going to be like minus 600. Um, yeah. Some gamblers. Yeah. Like Patriots are, I think, better than the record shows, but Patriots are but there, the but what it is. we're rooting for them to get to 500. Yeah. They're not 500. Bills yet. in a couple weeks. The Bills are com- going to be well, the favorites coming in and are ahead by. They're going to be like games. eight and three, worst case. Um, we'll get those numbers for you. Cardinals go to. Th- Go to seven and zero. They beat the Texans, the lowly Texans, thirty-one to five. Oh my god! Yeah, Bills already minus two thousand to win the AFC East. Minus two thousand. Minus two thousand. Whoa! <laughs> They're four and two right now. I, I would I put would a pretty confidently the pick them, but <laughs> put a little on the Pats. Just want to put five bucks on the Pats and just see what happens. Just pray. Jesus, minus two thousand. I guess that's kind of what I was just telling you guys. Dolphins are better odds. Vegas is smarter than me. Um, Cardinals thirty-one and five. They dominate. The spread in this game was twenty points, I believe. That's some college football BS. Um, 
Texans suck ass and are missing their star quarterback. Cardinals are on a warpath, and Kyler Murray might win the MVP. So, um, Zach Ertz with a touchdown. That could be impactful as this goes on. The big game next week, baby. Packers-Cardinals. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Excited for that. Um, Bucks-Bears, 38-3. to Yep. Yeah. Rookie quarterback, Tom Brady. Four touchdowns, 211 yards. That's like a video game stat line. The defense is... They're nasty, man. It looked like they were facing a rookie quarterback of a bad team. They're yeah, nasty. Like fields, Bears were hot in the street for a second. They are not hot in the street anymore. And hey, BBD, people want to come at you for a Panthers take that you just hopped on Bobby's bandwagon. We got so much crap... For our football picks And just the worst comments on the internet And that happens whenever you do anything People don't really comment when they like a pick So None of us had the 49ers And we all walked away and we were like I, They could be good right The 49ers lose at home to the Colts Who by the way I think people like but are revitalizing their season. They were 0-3. They've now won three of their last four games. Wentz looks more human at quarterback. Frank Reich is respected. They win at San Francisco. Um, rainy game. Hilarious rain. Hmm. Um, good for Carson Wentz. Good for the Colts. They're three and four. They've kind of they've saved their season. Um, we'll see if it means anything. I don't know if it does. The San Francisco 49ers are 2 and 4. And by the way, 3 at home. The whole reason that none of us liked the 49ers was because we all liked the Rams. I drank the Russell Wilson Kool-Aid. I think you and Believe Bobby I, might have too. I, I think I did too. Just Russell Wilson you. has the benefit of the doubt. His his best is pretty good. Um I don't know if any of us had the Cardinals who they're this doing, they're doing the this. team of this NFL season. So now look at the standings. The 49ers are two and four. Jimmy G ain't looking like it. And guess what? The Niners knew that because they drafted a quarterback with their top pick. A guy that's supposed to be a project and a guy that's hurt for the next week or two. Yep. So even if they you made the switch and immediately now, even if you super believe in him, he's still a rookie quarterback. I think even if you even if you believed he, in him, he wasn't supposed to help this. No, year. and what's he supposed to jump into? I mean, they are two and four. The Cardinals are seven and zero. Oh. The Rams are six and one. So. For everyone that jumped down our throat for no Niners, dude, what are you doing? I don't know. You might have to apologize for that one. Because it's not looking good in San Francisco. Jimmy G, still hot. Almost a little too tan. Almost a little too tan. Um, That's my hot take there. From one Italian to another. Um, that's the football. Really went into it. Uh, they're playing tonight. Seahawks, Saints. Ugh. In Seattle, Geno Smith show continues. Saints are four-point favorites in Seattle. Um, that kind of shows where that shows where the Seahawks are at. 
I mean, that's that's tough. Um, I don't know. That's I guess I'll end up watching that game, but I don't know why. Camara, hmm. Metcalf, they're fun. We'll see Bunch if guys. see if Jameis can get it going a little more. Um, and it's sports, so that's probably why we watch. Uh, anything else there, Beavers? Think we're think we're there. All right, let's uh let's start wrapping it up, Bakers. Thank you guys, uh, always for tuning in. We're at four four seven subs. Let's get the four five today. Let's go, people. Uh, sub, share with a friend. Let them know. Um, I kind of we tried to do another happy hour last week for our schedule, and we kind of threw you guys off. Sandino the Great, my guy. He said, "What what is you doing, baby? You keep switching up the schedule on me. That's on me. That's on me. We made a move." And sometimes you got to eat it. In um, hindsight, doing it kind of right before games and stuff. Last time it worked because nothing last changed. Last time it made it made more sense. So it's just still there early. Hey, let's eat it. I'll eat it. You know, we were tired. We were feeling fatigue. We made a play, and it wasn't the right one. And that's on me. Um, so thank you, guys. Uh, you guys are the best. Like, subscribe. We did have a perfect game on the likes. Whoops. Um, but, yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys. Tell a friend to subscribe. You guys are the best. Um, four, four, seven subs. Let's get to five, babe. Let's get to five. Um, bake the algorithm. That's what we say here. The bakers. Um, comment. I already told you guys. What did I tell them to comment for? Oh, who's going to win the World Series? Um, let's do a bro of the night. Um, I'm going to give mine to Jamar Chase. Um, mm. Joe Burrow, like I said, I think he's gonna get. I think he's about to start getting a lot of love. I think he's probably, if you turned on ESPN right now, you'd hear Joe Burrow and people giving out hot takes about is he a top five quarterback, that yeah. kind of stuff. Probably a lot of like, if you're starting a team today, right? Where does Joe Burrow land? Uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, I'm still so young. Jamar Chase is gross. Uh, we we kind of started, I think he his first three games he had a touchdown. Our sniff test started going off. They're like, okay, if he has another one, like he's he's in, he's there, he's real. Yeah, and I think the next game we didn't have a touchdown but went for over 100 or something. He, uh, with his 200-yard performance, I believe through seven games, he has the most... Yards by a rookie receiver ever. Yeah, in their first seven. Ever. I know football, you know, obviously there's more passing these days, so we see a lot of this, blah, blah, Point is, he's really good. He's really good. He gets open, open. Uh, I, know, his, I know somehow at one point a couple weeks ago, Tony had more yards than him, mm, and he's been out. So he can catch him if he comes him. back with a good get three weeks and, uh, um, and through seven. Jamar Chase's touchdown, if you haven't seen it, it is worth looking up. Slant. Catches it. It's breaks, one of the ones you should go watch a few times. Breaks one and a half tackles and then just leaves the defense in his rear view. Um, he's awesome, man. And, hey, you know, we're uh, we're telling the Joe Burrow LSU story. Uh, Jamar Chase was there, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, as we, as we put the whole picture together with LSU having a tough year, Orgeron out, uh, players win games. I do think their offensive coordinator, A, they love Dordron, and I think their offensive coordinator is really well-respected now. I think he's with the Panthers. Is that Joe Brady? Did I dream that? Um, 
it's looking like a lot of Burrow and Jamar Chase was important. Um, really important to that. Uh, man, I hope that's uh, I hope we get to look back in five, ten years and be like, that was pretty awesome that they were college teammates, that they're pro teammates, yeah. that they're Un- underrated. He's gross, man. He's gross. I feel like it's just not talked about enough that Joe Burrow's like from Cincinnati. Yeah, it's like that's cool, really cool. That's like the coolest part of all of it. Yeah, like he's in. He's like there's a lot of quarterbacks that if they were doing this, it would almost be like, what's their next move? Like if you're Joe Burrow, you just throw on the king's crown and let it ride. Yeah, might not be the king of this place for for a while. Why not? Um, so I guess it's almost a tag team, but I think Burrow's about to get a lot of love. So I'll, I'll give a little more to Jamar. Trees. I'll give a little bit to Jamar. Who do you want? Probably going to get Rookie of the Year. But uh, I'm also giving up kind of a tandem thing. One that's like a real one. Mellow uh, just became like the ninth all-time scorer, so that's cool. Which Mellow? Carmelo Anthony. Mm. It's only one. Mm. Um, like like and I that. love him. Yeah. So permanent soft spot. Uh, and then a uh, little bit myself. But also DeAndre Swift, I took I took big swings on him in both of my fantasy leagues, and mm. it is paying off because okay. the Lions really don't have other good players, right? Um, for fantasy purposes, and they're just like kind of go to play when they need something to screen passes to him. So yeah. it's been pretty awesome, and uh, okay. I'm really happy that I that I I think I think at the time people would have called it a reach. Wow, I didn't discuss it earlier, but how about that BBD flexing on him with DeAndre Swift? I wonder if, because, you know, the NFL trade deadline doesn't really work like a real thing, but I wonder if they got actual trade offers for him. Do teams listen? Because running backs never hold value. Yeah. So if someone traded a... <clears throat> if he's, for lack of nicer phrasing, if he's nothing in three years. Right. Like, if, if I wonder if the Lions got offered a fourth, third-round pick for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Get a, get a three and a... NFL teams love get picks. Get a three and two fives for some, but for NFL him. teams love picks. Um, Fayo, uh in the chat, my guy. I should have mentioned it in the baseball. I mentioned the Guardy Cole thing quick. Uh, the Cards manager announcement. Um, interesting. Me and uh, sometimes me and Jimmy don't always pick up the same sense. Um, we were both, and all the rumors and everything. Seemed like something was a little bit off, and I think when they announced their manager, um, what's it, Marmol? Yeah, Oliver Marmol. Oliver Marmol, who is the bench coach. That's kind of what this smelled like from the start. You knew whatever, whatever the replace was going to be, they had someone in like mind. Like the Cardinals had it in their mind, and... And they didn't get rid of any just, other coaches. Yeah, every other sentence just seemed like there was almost a mutiny. And we just found out why. Like, the team was responding to Marmol that he basically became the manager. Um, so who knows what actually went down and what actually happened. Who knows if we'll ever get the real story on it. But it's pretty clear. When the bench coach gets the head coaching job and the only guy out is the head coach, the players turn to Marmol. Um, so uh, I don't know. Do what you want with that. I know it it probably sucks for Cardinals fans that we we really don't have time to to talk about this during 
Yeah, while the playoffs during are the happening. World Series. Um, but hey, it's going to be a long, long off season for talking baseball. We'll get to talk about all of it. Uh, thanks for bringing it up, Val, because you're right. Deserves to get mentioned here. Uh, and for the most part, I think all the other manager spots are still open, so there's going to be some manager talk in those first few weeks after. after yeah. Season. We're going to have, like, a, I would assume one of those first episodes after the season is going to be a full just, like, coaching yeah. catch-up. Coaching, yeah, coaching carousel. It's my favorite part of doing NCAA football dynasties. <laughs> um, all right, people, we got to wrap yeah. it up. Full up today. Just just found stat about Marvel. It's, it's from... NJ.com. Okay. Doesn't look like our guy Cuddy wrote it, so mm. he's our only friend there. Damn. So I don't shout out other people, but okay. I don't care. Uh, he was drafted two spots ahead of Rizzo in 2007. Wow. Wow. There's your baseball carousel. Um, five years old. Really young. Yeah. Manager. The young cool. coach, Wayno and Yachty older than him. I would ass- yeah, I would assume both. both about old. that. <laughs> the pitchers they brought at the deadline that are now free agents, I guess, but. Lester's older. Bring back Hap. Um, Thank you, everybody. Um, If you never checked out our gaming tournament, it wrapped up the other day. Go check it out. Like if even if you haven't been in the gaming world, it's me, Jimmy, Jolly, Joe's, Chris McFly, Zach. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Bingeable content. Hate to hype myself. My games are the wildest. I would go watch those. Uh, the me and Chris McFly game, the Jolly Out, everything else on the John Boy Media Network, uh, playing, gaming, talking Nets, talking Giants, uh, talking baseball, full preview tomorrow. We're recording a talk. Um, Chris Rose is going to be here. TK tonight. New, new Rose, I think, tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Join us for the World Series. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Love you guys. Bake it. <laughs>